Hey, what are you doing? All right, so you're interested in one more book review. Let's do it. Now we're gonna get into mind. No, we're not. We're gonna get into body. We're gonna get into wellness. And so this book, Why We Sleep, it is a great book published in 2017. I read it a week into COVID. It was March 2020. And so this book fundamentally changed the way I looked at sleep and has affected my close tribe and family because I noticed that there is a mindset, especially among dudes, that sleep is for the weak. Sleep is for people who don't have ambition, but it has severely, severely affected at least myself and the people I've seen personally who have adopted changes in this in this book. I've seen it affect their lives for the better. So let me give these to you right now. Why We Sleep is written by Dr. Matthew Walker. He is a stud. He works at UC Berkeley. He's the sleep expert, guys. He's the best. And so he's been on Joe Rogan. That's how I came across him for the first time. And he talks about the benefits of sleep. So let's break it down. Sleep pressure and caffeine. The longer you're awake, the more adenosine builds up in your brain. Adenosine basically is a compound that is released in your brain that you can think of it as sleep pressure. The longer you're awake, the more adenosine builds up and the more tired you feel. You can artificially mute the sleep signal of adenosine with caffeine, which has a half-life of six hours, but it's gonna disrupt your sleep. That's a key number I want you guys to remember. The half-life of coffee is six hours. It's gonna take roughly 12 hours before the caffeine leaves your system. So. If you've already heard about not drinking caffeine late at night, coffee late at night, then this is further data supporting that. Don't drink coffee late. The sleep cycle. There are 90-minute cycles of non-REM sleep, which is stages 1, 2, and 3, and then REM sleep, slash stage 4. These are 90-minute cycles. However, the first half of the night is dominated by non-REM sleep. And then the second half, the latter half of your night, is dominated by REM sleep. What does that mean? How can you implement this right away? Basically, if you are woken up beforehand, if you're only sleeping five hours and say you go to sleep late and you can only sleep five hours, you're missing out on that latter half of sleep. What does that mean? That means you're not going to recover physically. All the weightlifting you did the day before, it adds up to nothing. It's kaput, zilch. You're not going to get any gains because you're not recovering physically. And then if you're cutting the first half of your sleep, so you're still getting five hours, but you're getting a half cut from the from the top, you're slicing it from the top, you are missing out on non-REM sleep recovery, which is all the brain recovery that you need, memory, all that stuff. We're going to talk about it. But if you are missing out on either end of your sleep, you are severely undercutting your recovery, both physically and mentally. And stage three of non-REM sleep, stage three, is deep sleep, which is physically restorative. REM sleep processes emotions, memory, and important neural connections, but that stage three deep sleep is what fixes your body. So how should we sleep? Humans are naturally biphasic sleepers. We're not monophasic, meaning we're supposed to sleep twice a day. So my people from Spain, you guys are doing it right. You're supposed to take a siesta. Somewhere before 3 p.m., Matthew Walker says, you want to have your eight hours sleep at night when the sun goes down, and then you want to have about an hour nap in the middle of the day before 3 p.m., if you can manage it. That's how we've been doing it. That's how we evolved, and our brain loves that because your body's like a battery, especially your brain, and that's when it recovers. Sleep and memory. Stage N2, so non-REM sleep 
Phase two, stage two of sleep is responsible for motor skill enhancement. If you don't sleep after learning, you lose a chance to consolidate those memories. So it's not just practice makes perfect, it's practice plus sleep that makes perfect. That's what ingrains it into your memory and that's what makes it more actionable when you have to do recall later on. If you wanna do really well on a test and you haven't read this book, you probably did what I did, is you would pull an all-nighter, just cram as much info as you can in your brain and then you try to take the test. My, my brother, he works for the NIH, he's a very smart cat and he does all these tests and he says that both me and him, we have semi-photographic memory, so we're really good at memorizing things. But if you don't have that, you probably did pretty poorly when you do that. And it makes sense here because you're supposed to sleep between your study sessions because that's when you retain things in your brain. A lack of sleep is an early warning sign or even a contributor to Alzheimer's disease. Sleep restores your hippocampus, the part of your brain that is responsible for memory. If you don't respect sleep and you're not getting enough sleep, you are doing tremendous damage to your hippocampus, to your memory. You are not going to appreciate all the effects down the road of you skipping out on sleep. Sleep is one of the most important things, not just physically and like muscle recovery and all that to get jacked. You're actually also harming your brain and your memory. Sleep and weight gain. Inadequate sleep decreases leptin, which is the satiety hormone, and increases ghrelin, your hunger hormone. So when you are losing on sleep, when you're not getting enough sleep, you're actually going to feel more hungry. You're going to get all that ghrelin in your body. You're going to get the late night snacks. So you're going to eventually put in 300 calories each time you do this with some snacks that you shouldn't need because you should be asleep and you're going to get fatter. The body is reluctant to give up fat when sleep deprived. Your body it has no idea why you're doing this. This is not a natural state to be in. You're supposed to be asleep. And so when you're not, your body thinks that you're in a state of stress and is going to hold on to fat when it shouldn't. Sleep and fertility. Men with poor sleep have a 29% lower sperm count as well as sperm deformities. That's right. If you want quality sperm, quality sperm quantity and quality, get your Z's, get your sleep. You don't want all these effects on your, on your boys down there. Sleep and alcohol. It sedates you out of wakefulness, but it does not induce sleep. Alcohol inhibits REM sleep. You should avoid nightcaps at all costs if you can. When you drink alcohol, you're not going to dream. You're not going to get REM sleep. And it's your body and your brain desperately need REM sleep in order to function. And so if you keep drinking, even if it's like a little bit, you think it's not a big deal. You're doing tremendous damage down the line. It's all upstream, downstream from each other. The hormones and everything in your body, everything depends on each other. So when you're missing out on REM sleep, you're doing a whole lot of damage to your brain. How to sleep better. Only expose your eyes to light during the daylight. No screens. Something huge I've done for the past oh, I'd say three years now, I bought red light bulbs. And it's not any of the fancy kinds. You can buy like really fancy ones if you would like to. But I replaced the lights in my room from those fluorescent ones to these red lights that I have. And so I screw those in. And then when it's nighttime, I don't turn on any fluorescent lights. If I can manage it, I just use these red lights. And so those red lights on the light spectrum, it's not gonna interfere with your circadian rhythm. You're gonna be able to go to sleep at a reasonable hour. It's gonna be fine. And the one screen I do try to avoid the most, obviously is the phone, but I've configured a setting where it's all red. After sunset, I have this alarm go off and I triple tap the side button of my phone and the whole screen goes red. And that way the blue light doesn't affect my eyes. It's just all red light. And I can teach you how to do that. If you guys need help doing that, let me know and I'll, I'll send you exactly the step-by-step -step that I did to change my phone to go all red. 
You also want to decrease your temperature by two to three degrees Fahrenheit. Easy way to do this is to remove your socks. There's different types of skin, the different types of epidermis. The skin on your palms and, your, and the base of your feet are different. If you cover them up, you're gonna heat up much faster. If you loosen them up and you don't cover them, you're gonna cool down much faster. So remove your socks, you'll notice your temperature goes down and you'll pass out like a rock. It's amazing. That's also part of the reason why, if you guys are campers, you ever go sleep outside, you have crazy amazing dreams, really good sleep because you are no longer in your house, the temperature is a bit lower, and you just pass out, and it's one of the best things for you. I don't wanna go full schizo, but also like the EMF is much lower out in nature. You're not having any of these Wi-Fi routers and 5G and all this stuff affecting your brain. I may have lost some of you with that, but it's okay. You go sleep outside and compare that with sleeping inside, and it's a world of difference. That's with temperature. Also, you don't wanna work out or eat any later than three hours before bedtime. You want to be tired, yes. Like throughout the day, you want to work your body. You want to be tired and do things. But if you work out too soon before bedtime, you're gonna have you're gonna have the blood pump, right? You're gonna have you're gonna be sweating and be warm. When, when in fact we want to be cooled down. And also, you don't want to eat right before the digestion process. You want to be like somewhat wrapping that up before you go to sleep. You don't want to have it kick into gear when you're going to bed. So also with drinking water and liquids, you don't want to drink a lot before you go to bed because you're gonna be like an old man getting up to piss in the middle of the night. Yeah, you just wanna be nice and calm and just relaxed. Another thing that really helps out is to separate your room into a space that is only meant to sleep in. What do I mean by that? When I was working remote in 2020, when I first read this book, I used to sometimes go into the bedroom to work and like take some calls. And that was a really bad thing because my brain and my body would associate that room with a workstation. Whereas after doing the habits here, I would only go into bed to sleep, not even to read, nothing. I would just go to bed to sleep. So over time, my body learned that as soon as I step into the room and I kick my socks off and I'm ready to go, as soon as I lay down, my body understands, okay, we're safe, this is the place to sleep, and we sleep. There's no overthinking, there's nothing. I just pass out and sleep. For any of the Andrew Huberman fans here, there is this double inhale that he's talked about that helps you really, really pass out really fast. It's really science-based and it's really helpful. So what you're gonna do, you wanna inhale all the way with your nose, and then you do another very sharp inhale right after that, and then you exhale. You do that two, three, or four times, and then you are going to pass out. Many times this is the last thing I remember doing every night, and it's, it's super powerful. So it goes like this, ready? You inhale really long, and then you do a really sharp inhale again with your nose, and then you exhale. Madre mia. So you do that and you're gonna get really relaxed. You have your parasympathetic nervous system. That's, that's the part that makes you relax and at ease. And then you have your sympathetic nervous system which gets you ready to go. That breath, the exhale in particular, the part when you're exhaling in life, not just for that breath, when you're exhaling, that is turning on your parasympathetic nervous system. That's making you relaxed. And when you inhale, that's getting you ready to go. That's your sympathetic nervous system. So if you wanna relax in life in general, you wanna extend your exhales. So the longer you go with exhale really long, that's when you get relaxed. And yeah, there's a bunch of different tips. When I was growing up, my mom, she's awesome. She told me that if you really wanna sleep and you're not going to sleep, your mind's racing, you wanna just lay down, 
and clench everything. Like clench your buns, clench your fists, clench everything you can. Really, really like clench and then let go. And then just clench everything and then let go. I honestly, guys, like if you do that, you are going to pass out, guaranteed, guaranteed. I would actually be very curious to hear about some of the tips you guys do to, to go to sleep. Because uh, I don't know about you guys, counting sheep does not work for me. In my mind, I will come up with some goal. I'll be like, I'm gonna get to 100 and I, I won't sleep until I get that, to that number. Um, I tend to overthink a lot of things, yeah. But numbers, I don't wanna think about numbers when I go into sleep, but let me know what works for you guys. This book has been absolutely game-changing, very helpful. In terms of that whole toxic viewpoint that especially fellas have about sleep, this, this book completely changed that, especially if someone's talking. You know what? If one of your boys is talking about like, hey, man, sleep when you're dead. You don't need that. Go tell them about that 29% sperm deformity statistic and then watch how they react. Because if you care about your people, you want them to have a good night's sleep. You want them to take care of themselves. Honestly, if, even if they're not like looking for to have children, if they're antinatalists, that's fine. You probably still want a healthy memory, right? You want a healthy hippocampus. So sleep takes care of that as well. Or maybe they really want to get jacked and have a really nice body. So, and if you really want that, you're going to have to get enough sleep because when your body doesn't create muscle during at the gym, believe it or not, your body creates muscle when it's sleeping, when it's recovering. So you want to have to get your sleep in there as well. So there's no escaping it, fellas. There's no escaping it, girls. You guys all need your sleep. You, get, you guys going to get your eight hours. And yeah, that's about the gist of this book. Really good read. I liked it. Changed a lot of habits of mine. And I wish everyone the best. Let me know if you guys want me to go in more detail in regards to this book. And I'll see you guys later. Real quick before we end, so glad to have you listening. I really do appreciate it. And I can see the analytics. I know this show is growing little by little, but it is making me so happy to see the DMs and people responding to me saying that this message, the show has reached you and has affected you. This book series, I know, is something that can affect a lot of people. And so if you want it to affect even more people, you want people to get access to this show, please leave a review. Wherever you get your podcast, the show is there. So please just send it out to as many people as you want. Word of mouth helps a lot. And see you on the next one. Peace.